0: Hey everybody, welcome to episode 73 of the Metal Detecting Show podcast. My name is Kiron and I have been metal detecting now for nearly 30 years. This week I want to talk about my recent mistakes in looking for permissions, some ways and how to get permissions and my top five tips for doing it efficiently. I also give some updates from my world in metal detecting. So let's get on with the show. Hey everybody, before we start, I want to thank you for listening to the podcast and I hope you enjoyed the episode this week. If you want to support the show, there are many options available in the links in the episode notes below. And if you want to interact with me and the show, that information's in there too. But most importantly, if you like this content, please don't hesitate to tell your friends and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. Well, did you hit it big this week? I see Joan Allen had another hoard found at one of their events. It looks to be a Bronze Age hoard, so well done to whomever found it, and well done to Joan Allen for creating such an event that has the possibility of hoards. I myself got out for a good old fashioned beach hunt this week, which was very enjoyable, with enough coinage to cover a coffee and a diesel home, plus a few old coins to boot. Also this week, I started work on the benchmark testbed with several iterations during the week, with regular updates hitting my Patreon blog, so check it out. In podcast news, we have hit a new high of position 21 in the Apple Podcasts for Australia for hobbies, which is brilliant and way beyond what I expected with my rinky-dink setup here at home. So thanks to all the Australians who listen. You guys put the chalk into my Tim Tams. So this week, I want to talk about my top five tips on getting permissions. Now, I did cover this briefly in a tech time out all the way back in episode four. But that discussion was more about running the numbers on getting permission. Check it out if you're interested. But this week, I want to do a deep dive on the topic. This may have been prompted by my want to get back on the fields as my history nipples have been tweaked with some of my great frame finds from my pebble beach near my house. So I think I need to scratch that itch. Realistically, I wanted to get back to the fields last year, but COVID made that very hard and put a stall on it completely. Right now, it looks like we're nearly through COVID. So it's time to start getting my stuff together and get out there door knocking. Just before we get into it, I do refer to farmers here a lot, but farmers can be interchanged with garden owners, public park committees and any landowner really. Okay, back to our regular broadcast. I did have an opportunity to get permission near home a few months ago, but I made a complete mess of that one, which I will elaborate on in a bit. But I want to address the top mistake people make when looking for permission. What do you think it is? It is to leaflet spam the locality, sending out hundreds of leaflets looking for permission. This simply doesn't work. It puts the responsibility on the farmer to respond to you. And why would he? You might get maybe a 1% to 2% return on that activity. So think about it. Unless you know the address of hundreds of landowners or farmers, it's not going to work unless you get very lucky, which, as we described in episode 72, sometimes is needed to happen for success. But you can do some things to maximise the luck or opportunity for success. And I will get onto those in a second. But before I get into my top five tips, let's talk about the mistakes I made this year looking for permission. Starting with not understanding the difference between public liability insurance and personal injury insurance. In Ireland, a farmer or business owner needs public liability insurance to protect themselves from Joe Public injuring themselves on a farm or in their business premises. A person cannot get public liability insurance. They cannot be insured to protect the farmer against themselves getting injured on the farmer's land. Even if you could, your own public liability insurance won't cover that. Your own insurance can't protect you from someone else's liability. So what you need is personal injury insurance, which covers you if you get injured during your metal detecting excursions. Why am I going on about this? Well, as long-time listeners might know, at the start of the year I was chatting to a local farmer and everything seemed to be going well till I said I had public liability insurance when in fact what I had was personal injury insurance. Saying I had public liability insurance resulted in the farmer wanting to see my policy details which when checking resulted in me having to contradict myself and point out that it is actually personal injury insurance which gave the farmer an out saying, well, if you had public liability, I would let you on the land. Bum, bum, bum. So obviously I spent some time figuring out the difference and even tried to get public liability insurance myself. But it just doesn't exist in the form that allows me to indemnify the farmer against anything that may befall me on his farm. So that was mistake one. The next mistake was just a few weeks ago, and I don't know what I was thinking. I was driving home from the office when I saw a farmer out in his field, and I said impulsively to myself, You know what? Let's chance my arm here. What's the worst that can happen? He can only say no. Well, there I go. I pull up in my bright red Volkswagen van, looking like an indigenous person of the traveling type, rocking across the field, interrupting the farmer when he was mid-job. So to him, I looked like some sort of mad lad jumping out of a van, asking permission to dig on his land. I didn't have any proof of who I was or where I came from. Nothing. So I'm not surprised. I got a big fat no. These are just some of my mistakes, but what can you do to set yourself up for success? I think the first and the biggest thing you can do is to never ask for permission to dig on their land. Ask, can you metal detect and let them put two and two together? If you say you're going to dig under land, immediately you have to fight against the tide of perceived damage and disruption, so just don't bring it up. It's not a shady thing to do, but maybe a sin of omission. Next, you need to make some form of connection, either through social proof or credibility. Social proof involves elaborating on any connections you may have locally that may tie you in some way to the farmer. For example, are you involved with in the local sports team or local club or church? Do you have any connection to any farmer or landowner? They might know. It is a well-known fact that it is easier to get permission when you already have one, as you can leverage that connection to generate another potential permission. Credibility proof is proof that shows the farmer that you are and do as you say you do, like bringing a small box of fines that are typical for you. Proof of any articles that you may have wrote, or even just photos of finds that you've dug up. For me, it would be this podcast, a box of finds, and a photo book of the stuff I have found. Even proof of address to show I'm local, I think would help. I would advise that you create a flyer or a little pack that you can give to the farmer when you're looking for permission that includes your contact details, examples of stuff you have found, and links to any articles or podcasts or websites that you may have, even your Facebook. You could even generate a QR code for the farmer to use his phone to navigate to these sites of credibility, but make sure they don't find your weird doll collection photos. Next is a no-brainer, but think about how you will present yourself. Don't just rock up jumping out of a van. What was I thinking? Put on a collar, take the time to look tidy and respectable. I'm in danger of sounding like your mother now, but run a comb through your hair if you're lucky enough to have hair, you bastards. (laughs) You get the idea. It's never too late to make a good first impression. And to be honest, I run people away from my door purely based on what they look like. I'm sure you do it too. So put yourself in the farmer's shoes. Another great way of getting permission is by maintaining one you already have. Like I said, it builds social connection for the farmer to leverage and give you credibility. Don't just get permission, rock up to the site anytime you want and never show the farmer what you found. All this is, is a recipe for disaster. Maintain the connection by letting the farmer know when you're there, how long you expect to be hunting, and let him see what you found every time. At Christmas or when you want to give the farmer a gift, maybe frame up some of the better finds for the farmer with some explanation of what it is and where it was found. These finds providence is worth more to the farmer more than it could ever be worth to you. So remember that. Giving up a few silver coins every now and again will be worth more to you in the long run. And finally, the only way you will get permission is by asking. We have all been gripped with fear at times to think that they will refuse your request, and most will, but what happens if they say yes? It'll make all those refusals and no's worth it. Don't be frozen into inaction. What if they do say no? They, and they will say no. No, no, no. Get off my land. I love archaeologists. See, it's not that bad. When asking face to face, although it is potentially more uncomfortable, it makes it more likely for success, as most people don't feel comfortable saying no faced with a reasonable request from someone who has social proof and credibility. And that's it. That's my top five tips to help you get in permissions. But to recap quickly. one. Don't mention digging. You want to metal detect. Let them put two and two together. 2. Call out any social proof or credibility to grease the wheels. 3. Present yourself well. This is like a job interview. First impressions are made in the first 10 seconds, even before you open your mouth. Maintain your permissions like you would with a close friend. You will do anything for the farmer. Farmers have friends and permissions breed permissions. And lastly, five, don't be afraid to be rejected. You're a metal detectorist. You're made of tougher stuff than that. That's it for this week. I hope you liked this episode of the Metal Detecting Show podcast. Check out our website, www.themetaldetectingshow.com for this episode's show notes. Check out our Patreon page if you want to help the podcast stay alive or just want to buy me a coffee. Actually, if you want to buy me a coffee, you can do so at buymeacoffee.com forward slash metal detecting. Also, if you would like to leave me a voicemail, please do so on speakpipe.com forward slash the metal detecting show. The link will be in the show notes and on the website. If you feel like taking your appreciation to the next level, feel free to leave me a positive review on any podcast directory of your choice. If you like this content and would like more, please don't hesitate to tell your friends and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Once again, I hope you enjoyed this episode and we will chat to you all again next week. Get out there, eyes down, good luck and happy hunting.